Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. This week, I am joined, as always, by Haley, a.k.a. Arizona Right Wing Watch. I've actually dropped the wing. I'm just Arizona Right Watch. This is funny drama, but we won't get into it, so... <laughs> It's just Arizona Right Watch. It's hilarious, but not hilarious enough for the comedy show that we record. No, I got threatened. I got I got I got threatened to. Uh, they threatened to sue me one time. Regular Right Wing Watch. Um, I I held out for like over a year, almost two years. I was like, "Fuck you! I'm not changing it." <laughs> um, but I I decided now as I'm moving away from Twitter a bit more, I'll just drop the wing and stop being such a fucking bitch. So. Okay, uh, <laughs> I, I have follow-up questions, but I'll mm -hmm. let Mike Rains continue his introduction. Okay. I, ju I jumped in there, like, off the yeah. top rope. Yeah, kind yes. of a long intro. <laughs> yes, uh, I am also joined by the by the aforementioned Mysterious Hell. I've been here the whole time. You wouldn't have known it, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to the conversation we were having previously, uh, just moments ago. Haley, mm -hmm. had you ever considered Arizona right wang watch? You know... Because no. that way, uh, that th th that way, you could get a, a higher volume of regular internet creeps. You know that's true. To your uh, your conservative conspiracy theory minded right wing creeps, it would hit a lot more search bars, which you know we're always looking. Yeah, there was a right metrics, Wong watch right? for uh, <laughs> conservative fans of the character Wong in the MCU because I believe that white conservative men are probably the only people still watching those things. Am I right, guys? Come on, you know. <laughs> Just to get mad at it, like literally, the 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 Disney Plus MCU is literally exists only for hate watching. It's just people looking at someone. God damn it! It's so woke, and, and everybody else is like, "The MCU still exists." What are you talking about? <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, like flipped a switch at me. And, and don't get me wrong; like I stop, I've stopped watching shows before, but I definitely felt a switch flip with me when I was watching the Obi Wan show. And I got at the end, I was like at the end of episode two, and it was about to autoplay episode three. And I was just like, you know what? Actually, I think I'm good, actually. <laughs> I That's think how I feel about this. every and, show. I think I'm good with this and maybe Star Wars in general. I was like, you know what? I'll tell you when I want more Star Wars, okay? <laughs> like, you stop trying to give me Star Wars. I'll come to you in my handout when I want some. And that's not just how I feel about like, like a, a, a couple things now. It's just like, you know, I love Game of Thrones so hard up until they really biffed it there at the end. But then people were like, everyone on Earth I knew like was just willing to get potentially screwed over again. They jumped into House of the Dragon immediately. And I was just like, eh. And everybody was like, oh, you need to get over it. Just watch it. And I was just like, I don't think I do, though. Like, I feel like I'm perfectly satisfied. <laughs> I don't not think I care. <laughs> yeah. I think I don't actually care that much about the show. And if I ever do decide to care that much about the show, it'll be there for me. I don't need to watch it right now. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, it came and went out of the zeitgeist immediately, so it couldn't have been that good. Like, exactly. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I love the idea that like you're you're like, oh, I'll just watch House of the Dragon in a few years, and one day you're bored, and you're like, ah, I heard some good things about this, and you try to turn the show on, and there's like, you are not a true believer, it just like, deletes itself from your screen, it just refuses to let you watch it because you weren't cool enough to watch it originally. Uh, oh my god, about like that times a hundred is that show Andor. Everybody, everybody was like going around, running, and just like sh grabbing people by the shoulders and shaking them, and being like, "It's actually good. It's it's actually a good Star Wars show. It's, it's really a good, good one." 
and, and people would like grab me and shake me and yell at me about it. And I'd be like, I get it. It's cool. I just don't, I don't care about Star Wars right now. They, they beat it out of me and I don't care. That's what franchises do to you, man. I was just at the movie theaters to see Barbie last week. Um, and finally, every single, every single trailer was just a sequel or a remake. And I was like, okay, is there anything new? <laughs> we got anything we got anything new going on well, hey, no. the, uh those uh, the the rocka rocka guys just had that big hit with talk to me that was like a whole new ip out of nowhere a couple of youtube guys or tiktok guys can't remember which uh breaking big with a horror movie a24 is out there cultivating good stuff especially yeah, especially if you like horror but you know, yes, a, lot, a lot of it is a uh, a lot of it is definitely uh you know franchise consumerist drivel but but then you get like a thing like Barbie, which is just like okay, like obviously it, it doesn't it doesn't get much more like consumerist than a Barbie doll. But it literally you know. is like, look, we're challenging we're challenging capitalism, sponsored by Mattel. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. That, that the whole movie is that, right? Yeah. It's just it's, like that's why it was I like very the, funny for me. The uh, the I I like how they they had to toe the line to make the corporate goons kind of just like buffoonish, but not goofy. overtly evil. They're just sort of goofballs, and and, and they're just like and also. Will Ferrell's character's heart's in the right place, you know? So he's good. And you know, I'm not going to get into it, but it seems like... Spoilers. Um, <laughs> I I walked out of the theater with my friends. I'm like, this is unironically an argument for militant feminism. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, there's, you know? But it's like at the end when they're like... What, what were they drunk? That was actually definitely the message. Well, I mean, it was definitely the message that you were supposed to root for. I, I think, so. like, at the end, they barely win. They barely win. It's like, they just, they just happen to, like, get the vote in, you know? And, like... It was just kind of like, well, if you guys didn't get that vote in, and 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 the 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 bad guys took over, the the patriarchy took over, then we're, I guess you guys were. The fucked, movie literally huh? ends with the matriarchy crushing the patriarchy, and then the people that were involved <laughs> in the patriarchy are just like, well, maybe we could be equal now, and the Barbies are just like, no, matriarchy no. forever. <laughs> and it's it's just an like, interesting movie. It's an interesting why. movie politically. I did like the aesthetic a lot. I'm not going to get into the politics of Barbie. Because ultimately, who I'm not trying to be Ben Shapiro here. I was just like, I got you. It's but a good unfortunately, movie. I'm about to ambush you with a question because this is a comedy okay. a comedy show with a political bent, and I don't like. So I went to go see this with uh, uh my friends who like are a couple, traditional couple, biologically male, biologically female, cisgender folks, right? And uh, so like I was there with one of my platonic female friends. But she's the sort of person where if she likes something, you can't really criticize it at all or, like, get, like, you know, she gets sort of antagonistic if you try to have, like, a general discussion about a movie around her. And I didn't want to bring up any questions that might poke the bear. So, but you seem like more even-tempered. So I'll ask you this. How did you feel as a woman uh, during, like, the pretty overt finger-wagging monologue? Because that's what triggered a lot of dudes. I yeah, that it was, triggered Ben I Shapiro. It was, I like I just thought it I, I thought it like dragged the movie's pace to a screeching halt like uh, even though like I agree with the messaging like and I felt like it was just like yeah I mean you know maybe I deserved maybe I do deserve to get lectured at sometimes and that's fine uh but I know a lot of guys were just like it's just like I guess how did you feel about it did it make you feel empowered as a woman were you like no. <laughs> uh, matriarchy rules it's hard to feel empowered by again a movie sponsored by mattel based off of a barbie but um it that's the funny thing is like it tries to sell you this like feminist messaging 
and again, it's like it's a Barbie movie sponsored by Mattel. Their goal is to sell more dolls and also kind of sell like the Barbie aesthetic and like a line to the aging population that like not aging it's just like slightly more adult population that liked barbie back in the day that's kind of america ferrera's character right like her kid wasn't into barbie at all her kid didn't give a shit about barbie it was her that was into barbie because she's like yeah the mom she's the mom character and it is kind of trying to seem like it's just trying to sell barbie to like this millennial age woman who played with barbies as a kid and now needs this like pseudo empowering message to be fine with the fact that they're just purchasing doll um you know just doll stuff which is fine i love i have the barbie shirt i literally love pink i am a i am a sucker for the slop also i'm just saying i don't really care for uh i don't really get offended or find anything inspirational about messaging from like a massive movie like that um but and also it was kind of like a like okay it's fine it's whatever I I think it's funny that guys got mad at it because it is kind of like the most basic one oh one kind of you know argument about what it's like to be kind of pe- like people love nothing more than going to a movie where it's just like literally any any concept one oh one they just want <laughs> like uh, we, we've talked about it I think on the podcast before so I won't believe it too much but man the Matrix just every, like philosophy one oh one. What if the reality in which you live in is like not necessarily real reality? What if it's a dream or something? Uh, and, and then like people were walking out of the movie with their minds blown, and I was like, "You really don't, like? Do you not dream at night? Like, have you never fucking thought about this before? Like, what happens when you're not talking? Like, what's going on inside of your head?" It's just trying to explain patriarchy in like the most simplistic terms. It's like in America, kind of. Um, uh, yeah, mechanical bulls and like fluffy, <laughs> like Macklemore shirts or coats with no shirt. Dude, that was so funny. That was and actually. I, I didn't hate the movie. I'm not trying. I sound like a hater. I actually liked it a lot. <laughs> it's just, again, I don't like, I don't really care about like any message you're trying to fucking sell me in a fucking movie, to be honest. Um, That's fine. And also at the, at the point where the consumerism and uh, irony intersect is that barbie did drive sales like people are loving barbie uh but out of all the toys in the barbie line the one that people are loving the most is ken dude ken Uh, rocked in the movie i'm not even a goslin person yeah because ryan (laughs) gosling stole every single scene that he was in in a movie the horse thing was was so funny Margot Robbie was perfect casting for that role. And then, like, Ryan Gosling, it was like, oh, really? But then, like, when you watch the movie, you're just like, oh, every scene he's in, even with her, it's just like, he's just so funny. He's very funny. (laughs) He's great. So that was awesome. I I, I believe that the the relaunch of Alan is also doing pretty well. I think they were doing, like, a limited (laughs) relaunch of Alan because of the movie, and it's doing pretty well. So uh, at the the end of the day, at the end of the day, Mattel did their state of objective with the feminist Barbie movie sell more male toys ken now with action penis alan (laughs) also with action penis but those two penises are not compatible also doesn't it kind of just feel like because we had this conversation before barbie came out like uh no offense you you were like oh it's not gonna hit a billion dollars and i was like i think it will because it's just kind of like girl toy it's just girl toy where like marvel has been kind of like boy toy uh for so many years like the superhero genre not to stereotype obviously a lot of women like and non-binary folks like marvel it's just like it is kind of like directed more at men and like the 
collector culture but like girls like to collect things and like now there's people are like realizing like oh there's a market for women well i feel like in any other market year for barbie would have been like a quote-unquote surprise like half a billion dollar hit and everybody would have been perfectly satisfied patting each other on the backs i don't think anybody saw the fucking the, the weird organic barbenheimer effect coming <laughs> that's true like that's barbenheimer turned it into I a genuine i mean dude like we were going to movie theaters and i was seeing people dressed in all pink next to people dressed in all suit like i was just like this is fucking crazy this is the first time i've been to like it reminded me of back when midnight matinees were the thing you know what i mean it had that vibe to it definitely uh, because it was just like people were dressing up they were coming out in large groups to celebrate a thing to just generate huge ad revenue out of anywhere uh so like i i think that's that's tremendously interesting i love it i love being wrong when it's because of a fucking crazy interesting reason like this and not just because they're just like yeah man, they, they put out a bunch of commercials and it worked you know it's just like, no, like somebody on twitter made a joke and all of a sudden this thing that would otherwise would have been like a modest to like big success is now just like a tremendous success like out of it like unreal levels of success and we've been saying that a lot recently. It happened with Elden Ring. It happened recently with Baldur's Gate 3. There's like stuff that like under under most normal circumstances would be doing well, but it, like because of the market factors at play are doing incredibly well. So you'd love to see it. Uh, I, I'm a consumer whore. I love to spend my money. Just give yeah, me products where they have my money. <laughs> I love America and, yeah. and capitalism. Give me your money so I can spend it on other stuff. I did wear huge pink heels. They were large. And you had to buy those. And- I'm assuming you didn't cobble them. Uh, so there you go. The, mm-hmm. the, there's the market at work. It's working. You know? It worked. It made me pull out some pink heels. I bought a Barbie shirt at one point. So there you go. It worked. It worked. Yeah, dude. And, and you know what? That's fine. Nobody should feel bad about splashing a little cash on something they enjoy. Support Got the things you like. Margarita. You know? As yep. long as it's safe. Anyway, let's move on to uh, <laughs> our abuse abuse. It's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the amuse-bouche. Good news, everybody. MTG and Carrie Lake are fighting. I always like to be able to announce stuff like this on the podcast because it's one of the, you know, we always say it. No matter who wins, we win. Let them fight, etc. You know, sometimes you got to fight fire with fire. And these two fiery, scrappy ladies are apparently going at it in the ring. God, I hope. But I don't know the details, so I'm going to throw that over to Mike Reigns. Mike, is this an octagon situation? Is this like the Musk v. Zuck fight, the fight that we're totally getting? It's coming any minute now. Uh, sadly, it is not uh, uh, going to be settled in the octagon, most likely. Apparently, uh, Lake and MTG view each other as rivals for the possible Trump vice presidential pick. And therefore, they are now very much opposed to each other because they both want to be the person who is the proverbial one heartbeat away from the presidency, given the fact that said president would be a morbidly obese man in his 80s who is who when, when he was last president was bragging about passing a dementia test. And that doesn't get better four years down the line if you had uh gotten the dementia test and managed to crawl across the finish line on it well although i hate his stupid guts i do have a good piece of advice for former president trump and that would be to solve this dispute over who gets to be your lady vp nom the way you know how beauty pageant (laughs) just do a full-blown pageant that's what your fucking clown circus party is about anyway let's cut out the middleman no debates none of that horse shit just a live televised beauty pageant with all the candidates well, Show us pick? what you got. I don't know. I'd have to see what their talents and 
You like, got to see them know, in their bikini around, see what their talent is, see if they can yeah. like do the have, have them answer spin some baton. questions and see if they can like literally even put a sentence together. Like I feel like that would be I, I, that would be like Willy Wonka would be on standby with his little flute to get half of the fucking field out. Just like I'm going to answer you three pre-screen softball questions. Do you love America? And then they just sweat and they say something nonsensical, and then he just plays the flute, and Oompa Loompas come and carry them away. <laughs> Um, other people in Trump's inner circle have stated that they are not likely to pick either Lake or MTG for vice president, but that yeah, it, shocker. Wow. Because probably because he would like to pick somebody that would make him seem more electable and not somehow less electable, you know, <laughs> I get that he's a confected felon at all, but you know who I really like is his running mate. The lady who's afraid of Jewish space lasers. She's a very excited candidate for vice president. I would really love her to be in that seat. Oh, she, it would be the most excitingest candidate for vice president ever. If we, oh man, I would be so happy if either of those two nutballs got the nod. But um, there was talk in the article from Rolling Stone that potentially Green would find her way into the Trump administration on some level, either a cabinet position or some sort of like staffer or aide to Trump in the White House itself. And Harry should so, be press secretary, obviously. She's such oh, a fucking propaganda media whore. <laughs> but would would the uh would the White House press pool allow her to have that uh soft glaze on the lens? Would they let her just filter the shit out of that thing? I picture one of Trump's aides like looking at the, the clipboard of the things he has to address and then like he reads the next agenda on the line and he just like gets a flop sweat and he's just like Okay, Mr. President, we have to find a position for Marjorie Taylor Greed, and the whole room just like braces for whatever Fitness. horrible joke he's going to make. Like, uh, uh, what sort of creepy joke is he going to make? Oh God! <laughs> and then, like, I hope he just stares off into space like Mitch McConnell. The Department of Fitness—it's a new department. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going to take this softball layup. You're not going. to... I, I, you filled the Sarge seat. Sarge was the master of the softball layup. No. Oh no, I don't know what I did. <laughs> you don't know what you did. Oh no, no. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you were doing it on purpose. Now I feel bad. No, nope. yeah. <laughs> I'm just don't talking. Uh, there, what, what's funny is I believe the G-rated version of what Elle was talking about was someone was walking around my casino a couple days ago with a shirt that says, I believe in fitness, fitness taco in my mouth. And they had a taco in it. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The classic fitness meme is the Chihuahua. Who yeah. They said, yeah, I believe in fitness, fitness whole pizza in my mouth. That's yeah. a good shirt to wear to the casino. That's a guy. That's a great. That's a deep drop. Yes, that, that is a that is a great way to elucidate what sort of softball joke you were setting me up. But yeah. you know, the the R rated version of that, possibly even X rated version of that, which is why I didn't go for it because oh. I'm not. I'm not. I, I like the punchline is not to turn me into the creepy weirdo that Trump probably is. You're the it's, creepy guy. I mean, I'm at least a nut, like I'm I'm creepy in my own time. I'm creepy to myself. You know, I'm like personally I can't you know. myself in the mirror like a narcissist. Yeah, damn boy. You put out the weight. <laughs> I think it's fine personally. Yeah. You're a little creepy. You're the creepy guy on the podcast. You're mysterious. You know? I mean, is mysterious and creepy always the same? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You're not creepy. Um, I'm, <laughs> I don't mean to disparage you. To I mean, world. hey, yeah, you know what? None of you fucks out there. I don't want you listening to this podcast if you think that I'm a creepy guy, unless you're paying for it. He's very in which nice. case, do you? 
If you're in a you creepy, know what? Yeah, creepy. I, 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 I'm for sale. <laughs> so if creepy is what you want, creepy is going to be. <laughs> no, that's not true. That, I, that would destroy me, having to be a creep. Creepy non-derogatory. <laughs> I actually uh, we're talking. I was actually talking to somebody before this podcast about um, our the audience, how to grow an audience, and all that kind of stuff. And this guy, they're like, "Get rid of Al. He's fucking." <laughs> <laughs> actually, no. He hasn't listened to the pod directly yet. He just wanted me to give him an overview of what the pod talks about. And he stated that it is very possible that due to the content we are producing that we have hate listeners. And I was laughing. I was just like, we oh, definitely do. And I was like, oh man, that'd be so great. Yeah, I, absolutely. And you know, uh, and, and, and bully on him. Like, you know, I hope, I hope we get some laughs out of when we talk about stuff that isn't the shit that like we're on the opposite fucking sides of the issue on, yeah. you know, us being on the correct proper side and those people being on the monstrous evil side. Yes. It's just like, like, yeah, I listen to the G.I. Joe podcast mostly because I'm like a diehard member of Cobra and I think Cobra's great and G.I. Joe is stupid fucks. It's like, yeah, okay. It's like, when I'm not building the death lasers that I, so I can evaporate the Eiffel Tower for no fucking reason, uh, I listen. I hate listening to the G.I. Joe podcast. There's actually, I do know we have at least one hate listener because there, what, there's this like far right, like fake outlet here that's run by a like, christian nationalist organization that and it poses a news outlet and they actually wrote about one of our episodes because incredible well, yeah. I, encourage, I encourage them to visit our patreon at patreon.com slash poker politics they, they were they complained that i i talked about smoking weed they, they were like they were kind of like characterizing me as a degenerate because i i told you that 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 some people think that way and yeah they were like which is funny because um it's legal here uh and it's like yeah they were characterizing me as a degenerate because i was talking about smoking weed on this podcast so we at least have one hate listener yeah and and also that's just the character you portray on the show you know yeah i totally don't smoke weed yeah dude smoke it it's like yeah why why would anyone smoke the jazz lettuce that's a good way to get destroyed i'm not uh, okay let's get yeah. let's get back on topic and <laughs> get back to the care like BMTG thing so is anything actually going to oh. come Come of this. We'll move on to Gay Obama here in a moment. I want to, <laughs> to see if we needed to put a button on the MTG uh, Carrie Lake thing. Uh, do you want my personal opinion? Um, I, 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 th I think Carrie's just trying to like. She's trying to like apply for anything right now. She's like, please, someone just pay attention to me. Who, who would Team Q support in this battle? Carrie. Or well, I don't know. Well, probably Carrie because her cases are still ongoing. They're they kind of still have that little thread of hope that she's gonna be the you know overturn the election here <laughs> yeah that's the, the the thing about that is is that marjorie still has the credibility of being the first q candidate to take office and stuff but she has sided with mccarthy and mccarthy is seen as not being very uh like, like acceptable in the QAnon community whereas because lake is not an elected official and has actually no real power she can just be batshit insane and, ha and has no repercussions for her at all because I saw recently someone was talking about like one of the nutballs that I follow was screaming about how impeaching Biden isn't nearly good enough because impeaching him would would indicate that he is the legitimate president and that he is being impeached from the presidency and that's bullshit and like Carrie Lake had a message like a week or two ago that was like fuck impeachment decertify 2020 yeah and this guy was like. Carrie Lake gets it. She understands what's really going on in this world. Decertify 2020. And it's so I think that 
because Lake is able to be totally untethered from reality, she's the more, um, she's the candidate QAnon would be in favor of at this point. Because because MTG's, she's cozy with McCarthy. Boo, hiss. Oh, God. So, yeah. Fun stuff. I do think it's interesting that despite the fact that we, that you have like a pretty solid pick and a good justification for why that would be your pick, it's still just like, yeah, isn't that crazy? There's not, neither of them are electable though. The, the, the Q, Q power does not have the juice to get that one over the goal line. As far as no. I know, we'll nope. see though. We've been surprised before. Yeah. Carrie Lake, vice president, <laughs> and then Empress for Life as soon as they get rid of uh, the pesky constitution. Yep. Uh, yep, 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 yep. Okay, now we get to talk about whether or not Barack Obama is uh, fake and or gay. I enjoyed that he That's might be both fake and gay. Uh, <laughs> Because I don't even know what that looks like. How could you be both false and another? Like, you, okay. Anyway, uh, Mike, how is how is how is Barack Obama faking gay? Uh, so, so from what I I have not read the quote unquote letter, but it appears that one of Obama's exes released a letter from a million years ago, in which Obama talked to her about the fact that he had like gay fantasies in his head about about stuff and. That sexuality is on a spectrum. These things exist. You can be totally hetero in reality and daydream about such things. That is not something that a person who's not crazy would understand and acknowledge. But this re- this unlocked and in th- this whole past history of Barack Obama's crazy gay lifestyle before he became president. And so this brought back to the fore this guy named Larry Sinclair. Larry Sinclair is a grifter with a long track record of criminal activity. And Larry would go to literally every shitty news outlet that that would be willing to interview him. And he would talk about how he and Obama smoked crack and had gay sex and did all these crazy things back in the day. And, because he had no evidence for any of this and couldn't substantiate any of his claims, nobody really gave him the time of day. But this week, uh, because this Obama letter came out and everyone was back on this shit, our boy Tuck Tuck brought Larry Sinclair onto his Tucker on X show and had Larry tell us his same story he's been telling for the past like 15 years. And it was just like, Holy shit, Tuck, what are we doing here? You literally had Donald Trump on last week, and now you have the Obama crack and gay sex guy on? That that was as good a guess as you could find? What, did the Q shaman cancel on you? I mean, what the, where are we going with this? I mean, maybe he just had him on because that, that does seem like a very, a very, a very interesting story. You know, it seems like Viral. it would be the sort of, it's, it just sort of seems like the the thing the sort of thing that Tucker Carlson would really be into. It's like, yeah, tell me about Barack Obama as a crackhead and a gay. This was my favorite. This was my favorite, like, far right commentator. This is a former OAN woman, and her yes. her little Chiron thing that she made says Obama smokes crack and is gay. Question mark. Yes. <laughs> Uh, for the listener who couldn't see it, that photo was obviously fake because I'm pretty sure that was Jessica Simpson. It, she's, she's, yeah. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure she's Jessica this is Liz Simpson Wheeler. because I'm pretty sure that every blonde on OAN looks like Jessica Simpson and every brunette on OAN looks like whatever attractive brunette looks like in your head. 
Like they, they they clearly are just like they've got like a casting type for OAN. They're yeah, like, hey, it's Telemundo all over again, or whatever. You know, you, you, you're all you're all weather women from Mexico now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was getting my teeth cleaned this morning. I saw like a like a full blown like eight and a half month pregnant woman doing a news report on the local television, and I was just like, good for that network for not pushing back on that or giving her any shit about making her not be on camera. They better pay her maternity leave. Absolutely, but I feel like if it was even like ten years ago or whatever, they'd just be like, "Yeah, you can't be, you can't be in front of the camera looking like that. We're dickheads." A woman, <laughs> yeah, a woman, a child inside of them, gross. <laughs> Get out of here. We only, we only like the part before that. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> look at tight and away from sight. It's tight, not a sight. That's how we like it. Oh. <sighs> Yeah. When do I ever have control of it? Oh my god. <laughs> Just sitting there silently shaking your head at us. Okay, Sorry. so this guy has no credibility. Fucking Tucker Carlson has him on to talk about how Obama smokes crack and everyone's and talking about it. Like, yeah, oh my like, gosh. It's so funny though. I saw people that were like, oh, Obama lied to us about being gay that he, he so his whole presidency was a lie like that's not how it works like okay then it's illegitimate then you guys win it's a ill it was an illegitimate presidency like I don't care at this point like believe what you want also I just thought the commentary was fun. happened like it wasn't Barack Obama's life pretty well documented like for a while there oh yeah I mean this is what the thing that is so ridiculous about all of the commentary about Obama and Michelle Obama is we pretty much have this uh, well-documented paper trail of Obama ba- basically from college onward where he – we know what he was doing. We, we know where he was. We know all the stuff that was going on. And you have to create this alternate reality where – there's this other timeline that while Obama was in Chicago, he was literally going to every gay club imaginable and just hooking up with all these dudes left and right. And nobody brought this up. Uh, Nobody was like, Hey, wait a minute. We should probably call this out. Um, What, uh, one of my favorite things about Obama's ascendancy to the national stage and then the presidency was that he won his Senate seat mostly because of the fact that his campaign got the uh they got the divorce um uh testimony they got the divorce court stuff to come out of of his opponent because his opponent for the senate was this guy was was married to a jerry ryan who most famously known as the borg lady seven of nine from star trek who was as the kids would say a smoke show and jerry ryan Basic. This guy was taking her to swingers clubs and like wanted other dudes to have sex with her and wanted to make her watch him bang other chicks. And this was so like beyond the pale. The guy had to drop out of the race because it was like holy shit. And it was also like, bro, you're you're banging the Borg chip and chicken. That ain't good enough for you. Like really? Like you're still on the prowl at this point? Oh my god. So 
I would think that if that guy was being attacked by Obama for like his marriage going down the rocks because he was a freak, I think that guy would have been like, oh, yeah, by the way, my Obama, my opponent, is a gay who's just having all kinds of crazy case sex of any man he can run into. And I think that guy would have taken it into the gutter right quick because the Obama campaign brought him into the gutter real quick. But somehow, some way, nope, that guy was just like, damn it, I don't have any substantiation for the gay allegations against Obama. So I guess I just have to leave this race now. <laughs> Crazy. Well, you know, I don't like right... how weirdly... sorry. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, I don't like how weirdly horny the beginning of our podcast has been today. I didn't know that we were going to have to be talking this much about Obama gay sex when we were making all the, all the, all the blue jokes earlier, so... Uh, let's, let's, let's transition to just busting, busting wise on. I just have to uh, say real quick though, like in right wing world, like Obama, like this is just a way to, uh, not that I'm like a big, uh, like Obama guy. It's just like, it's just a way to denigrate like the first black president because like in right wing world, it's like, okay, Obama's gay. Michelle is actually Mike and trans and, um, you know, a man and, uh, their kids aren't their kids. They're actually like the surrogates of some Indian couple. You know? And also both gay and trans. And gay and trans. They helped kill the, they helped kill a man on a boat who was their chef. Paddleboard. Paddleboard. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. It's just like man, the the, 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 the the spectrum of sexuality in the Obama family is quite woke. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. They, they like oh, the, you only get the words "Obama is gay" out of your mouth, so the next words out of your mouth can be "Michelle is a dude." That's like yeah. the whole point of it is just to skip right past the homophobia to go straight to the transphobia. That's the whole goal. Speaking of transphobia, I'm finally getting out of this quagmire of Obama being fake and gay. Uh, let's talk about Ding Dong, whose name I don't know, because uh, we threw this one at the last second just because we were just talking about toe. it. It's hilarious. Yeah, a guy who looks like a human toe, uh, losing his fucking goddamn mind and going viral because of it uh, over the fact that the hit new video game Starfield has a pronouns option. And he just, uh, my God, he's just like, dude, I love my video game version, but you pulled me right out of it when you asked me for pronouns. How fucking dare you? I have played the first, they asked you for that like 10 minutes into the game, and then they just use whatever option you choose. And that's that. I mean, I think you might have an opportunity to change it later, but is that like a bridge too far in your 200-hour RPG where you could also grab a space mining laser and shoot a dinosaur lizard with it? Like, I don't know. Like, who cares? Just give me your fucking prone out, and then for I the mean, rest of the game, they address you as he. They they do that. In, I, the only game I've played is basically Skyrim, which is like, what, fucking 15 years old at that point? And like, yeah, you choose your fucking gender, and that's it. That's, that's how games are. Yeah, no, this is the same people that made Skyrim. This is just their space. Well, there you go. So, but at the beginning of it, they're just like, here's your body type. You know, make your character look how they want to look. And oh, yeah, by the way, what pronouns do you want? And this yeah. guy's losing his fucking mind. I wish I, I wish really I knew just realizing gender is like a thing. I wish I knew a way to get people to watch it without giving him any exposure that's positive. Like, try to find a TikTok of, of somebody reacting to this guy because it's <laughs> hilarious. He just yells the word pronouns at one point. Like Alex Jones, like staring wild-eyed down the barrel of the camera, he just pronouns, <laughs> and then it's like vibrates with like an intense fury. It's very funny. I highly recommend it. And that's just a, that's the Boosh recommendo of the week. Yes. Uh, and with that, we'll move on to the final Boosh topic of this week. Uh, I will try to say it slowly so she can finish eating her food. It's the Arizona Watch. 
with Haley. Gulp. It looks. Excellent. I'm sorry. I thought hey, we were going to talk about the toe guy longer. I took a bite. I mean, of my I don't apple. know any information about him. Do you know information about him? I didn't do any research. Just some my job. guy going viral. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't look at his name, Mike. No, I, he's not important. It I was would, just funny. Yeah, it's I just would, people realizing that like something that's always existed and then raging out about it. You know, it's like when when the when they were freaking out that like. Bud Light was uh, sponsoring Pride events. It's like, oh, you mean the thing that's always existed? Or like they're getting mad at Drag Queen Story Hour. It's like, oh, you mean a thing that's existed my entire life? Okay. I mean, th- these are the same people that brought you Jesus. Do you, like keep your pronouns away from Jesus, you know? <laughs> and in that book, they reference Jesus as he or him like roughly a thousand times. I so, just do you ever they get just don't tired? Know what they're talking about. Do you ever get tired of like? Do these people ever get tired of like? Ha- like getting riled up by something that's always no. existed no, that they, they just realized because like Matt Walsh told them it's time nope, to get mad about that. this. They love, they love it when that happens. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's, it's, it's like manna to heaven for them. <laughs> They're just the opposite of Mike Rains. We know Mike Rains and his, his lust for battling those people is endless. They're like the characters in that terrible anime scryde. The end result of it is that they are locked into an endless battle where no one will ever come out the victor. Everyone loses forever always. <laughs> Spoiler warnings for a shitty anime from 20 years ago. No, it's just so funny that a lot of people have posted this, that Pokemon asks you, are you a boy or a girl at the start of the game? I mean, the, your gender select has been a part of games since forever once character creation became a part of games. Because basically at the start I, when the start of games you're protagonist yeah but you're not supposed do. to lie mike <laughs> you're supposed to you're supposed to look down at your junk and fucking plug that information into the game oh i'm you're sorry you're just like hey i am checks down has penis a boy <laughs> and yeah. that's a contract between you and nintendo <laughs> if you catch if you catch any pokemon under that and you're not a boy those are not your. They will remove those Pokemon from you by law. Professor po- Oak will come. Yeah. He'll kick open your door, and you're he'll take po- your Pokemon yeah. and your lover. Your, your Pokemon collection is as illegitimate as Obama's presidency. If you lie about that shit, it's just yeah. the way it works. Yep. Uh, so, but I mean, like the thing is, is that at the start, the, your protagonist in these video games was a dude. You had Mario. You had Link. When Metroid revealed that the protagonist was a female, that was shocking. Our, our, our little brains exploded when we got the bikini shot of the Metroid lady. And it was like, oh, I've been playing a girl this whole time? Adios mio! I mean, that was like the most crazy thing. And now, and then eventually at some point we were like, what if you as the player like chose your gender? Wouldn't that be wild? And it was just like, oh my god. Like, it's not controversial it's just this guy's raging well he went viral so yeah yeah don't worry i'm I'm sure i'm sure that the internet has done its thing and we know who he is and where he used to work for before he got fired for going viral for screaming pronouns (laughs) unless he's one of those guys who just gets to be like some sort of right-wing dipshit fucking twitch streamer who plays video games for white incels for a living in which case Unfortunately, enjoy your 50,000 new subscribers or whatever you take it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, now let's talk about Arizona, I guess. If there's anything <laughs> to talk Arizona about. Yeah, was there anything specific, Mike? I got we, we got Blake Masters. He's 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 apparently he wants to run for the US Senate seat against Kristen Cinema and uh Ruben Gallego and um uh Mark Again, Lamb. Beauty pageant. 
Sheriff Dude, Mark Lamb. Carrie Lake also may jump into this race. This is the one that like it's they, they the the media keeps speculating like is she going to be the vice president? Is she going to jump into this race? Is she going to fuck off forever? No to the last one. Um right. so Blake Masters is a interesting ghoul of a character. He it was not born here. He technically did go to high school here at, uh, in Tucson at some private school and then he fucked off to stanford where he became the ghoul um in chief under uh peter Thiel. um he him he's a peter Thiel guy he is the co-author to that zero to one book that peter Thiel wrote and he was like his uh the like his, like his number two basically uh for some of his companies i forget because i don't give a fuck um <laughs> but so he like bankrolled the last time uh Masters ran here back in twenty twenty. Uh who and he lost bigly. Um was it twenty twenty or was it twenty twenty? Twenty twenty two, sorry. Yeah, because he lost to Kelly he lost to Kelly pretty decisively. And I remember him lagging badly behind like Lake, because Lake was very close to actually winning against Hobbs, whereas Masters the whole time was considered just absolutely DOA. I think he no did worse shot. than Mark Fincham. Oh yeah, he absolutely did. He absolutely did. He like, which is awful. That's yeah. awful. Yeah. Sorry, twenty twenty two. Years are blending. Yeah. Um but yeah, so Blake Masters, he I think Peter Thiel put like twenty million into that campaign, like, and he lost pretty hard because he has no personality and he like pretends like he's from here and like an Arizonan, but like he fucking barely went to school here and he's mostly like a like Silicon Valley type guy. Um, yeah, I but don't... he represents the general Arizonan's ideal picture of the Ubermensch, right? Um, oh, oh god yes. yeah he's super it, it, not ghoulish yeah he has these videos where he's just like here's me shooting a gun in the desert and he doesn't look like a, a, a school shooter who couldn't whatsoever um oh, i say this with an unblemished record of heterosexuality but he looks good yeah you think <laughs> so you like him you like that guy i don't actually know what he looks like but in my head he's just mad aryan oh he's he's very he can he's like he's just just look up his face what's his name blake masters yeah yeah blake masters yeah oh god he is just like this thin he's he's basically to me he's like kind of like an unhuman he's like he's like the uncanny valley of human beings <laughs> he's the ghoul <laughs> oh uh yeah i mean he's got some real sharp features man wow you gotta find those it, gun it, videos it, 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 like if you, just, if you just dubbed over him with a british accent or like a welsh accent like i would totally buy that anyway yeah. that's yeah. very um, disappointing i pictured him as being like the ubermensch this race is so funny to me this this senate race he's so he's trying for cinema seat this time um cinema i don't think is technically announced even though it's assumed she's going to run on the independent ticket um <laughs> carrie has not announced whatsoever because she's like i think she, i think she doesn't want to announce because that would kill her chances at vp so she's like holding out to see if trump will pick her and then if he doesn't pick her she'll go for that senate seat i, I, I don't think the timing is going to work for her on that because, oh really yeah no because like the you have to be, I mean, unless Trump was to pick his nominee for vice president wicked early, I don't see that happening. She she kind of has to get in. So I, I, I feel like, because 
I thought there was like this kind of unwritten contract between Blake and Lake that they were not going to run against each other. And so I think him jumping in is him basically getting the sign from her that she's not going to do this. So he's going to be terrible and try to throw more of Peter Thiel's money into a fireplace in an effort to win this seat. Cause this is going to be a very weird campaign if cinema does run, because I guess Blake's basically hoping that Gallego and Lake split the democratic side and he gets it. But I don't know that cinema actually has a constituency anymore because cinema has just been so dog shit. It's McCain Republicans. Yeah. So like she's gonna, <laughs> she's actually going to eat from masters voters and not Gallegos. I feel like, like, I, I just feel to me, Arizona is just moving more normie Dem across the board and Gallego is the normie Dem. So he's just favored by default because cinema is insane and masters is a right wing neo-Nazi. Uh, what, uh, what Haley has brought up a few times is this video. If you haven't watched this video, it is the weirdest fucking ad. Cause this isn't just Blake masters on YouTube or something. This fucking thing at ends with a like a smash, a, 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 the graphic smashes on the screen. Blake Masters for Senate, and what the ad is is literally Blake Masters being like Walther PPK, German gun, love it, really want to shoot it, and then he puts a silencer on it. He goes, silencers get a bad rap, but I like silencers because no ear damage when you're firing your gun, and then he just like shoots a gun a lot, and he's just like, yeah, gun. And, and it's it, really weird angles. It's just like not well made. It's just really disturbing. Like, like is this a horror movie? And 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 and, <laughs> and twice in the movie and, and twice in the <laughs> video, he states that the gun was made in Germany. He really wants you to know that this is a German made gun for some reason, which is fucking bizarre. I mean, it is. I just who the like. I don't understand how you would ever release this video because I don't know how Blake Masters wasn't going to win the Republican primary because he had Peter Thiel money to buy him the nomination. But who are you trying to win in a general election being like, I like this German gun a lot. I'm going to shoot it with a silencer on it. Yeah, silenced German gun. That's me. Blake, Blake Masters for Senate. Like, what the fuck are you doing? It'd be like me running an ad where I'm just like, hi, I'm Mike Rains. I like these Copac cards. They shuffle a lot cleaner than like the <laughs> cards you buy at CVS, like Aviator or B. Yeah, these are Copac cards. They're made in Germany. Mike Rains for Senate. It's like, what the fuck? You don't, you're a yeah, thanks. Your hobbies are not campaign issues. Calm the fuck down, buddy. I like his policy on those cards. Yes. You know, they do feel better. Yes. But I cannot um, forget to leave out the actual person who's in the race, because this is why this race is so fucking funny to me, because the re- everybody's like, is Blake Masters going to jump in? Is Carrie Lake going to jump in? Oh, what are the odds of Carrie Lake beating Gallego? And it's like, yeah. none of these people are in the fucking race yet. Gallego's in the race. Gallego's the person actually that is officially in the race. And also Sheriff Mark Lamb. Sheriff Mark Lamb is uh the the Pinal County Sheriff um here. And he he is a character of a person. I think he thought he was gonna do way fucking better because he's like a he used to do like marketing. And when he became a sheriff, he decided to do the like big cowboy hat um 
you know, tactical vest that says sheriff on it. Um, and like, he, he's really popular, like in the right wing media sphere nationally, like a lot of, uh, like right wing media grifters will come here and like film stuff at the border here as if he's a border sheriff. He's not, um, but it's easy to pretend. Um, and they'll like, you know, ask him about all these border issues. He'll go show him like, you know, the quote unquote rape trees, which is just a anti-immigrant like conspiracy that's prevalent at the border. Um, anyways, Arizona uh, sounds like a great place. It's a, yeah. <laughs> anyways. Um, so, so yeah, he just does like anti-immigrant border propaganda with like right wing media a lot. So he's popular in like the national right-wing media sphere he also was on live pd before that show got canceled because they like killed a person or on <laughs> on tv um yeah, shit happens sometimes yeah and then uh he also has like a roku show about his uh the the department that he runs which is just like how is this fucking allowed um so yeah he's like a media guy he's a big personality um and he is not doing good whatsoever here because first of all the media just like doesn't even mention him i was reading all those articles about blake uh possibly announcing none of them mentioned that lamb is actually in the race which i thought was fucking hilarious and all his emails are so pathetic because he's just not getting attention he's not getting donations he's literally like yeah this is the last one the, the last few i got we're 77 percent short of our goal and it starts with August has been a rough month for fundraising. <laughs> Bummer. Way to rally your troops here, Chieftain. Yeah. The yeah. next one was like, I need you read this email entirely. And I'm not even fucking kidding. This is what it says. Sometimes I wonder if folks think that the fundraising emails and text campaigns that I send are a joke. I try to look at the analytics of every email we send within a few days of deployment to get a sense of who is engaging with our content. But from what I can see, People open our emails, but not a lot donate after reading. Opening an email without donating is a lot like window shopping. Perhaps you'll come back later and make a purchase, but there are no guarantees. <laughs> like, what is this? Bummer. What is this? What is this? This is a weirder campaign than than the literally Blake Masters. <laughs> nice. So anyway, that's the sheriff. He's not doing good. I think that's the funniest thing about this election so far. Fuck right. Sheriff Lamb. <laughs> you, know, you know who might be able to save him? He could hire Ron Watkins as his campaign yeah. advisor. Big hat. You know, he, can, he can teach him how to do that powerful hand squeeze. Yes, your rights will be kept. <laughs> yeah. and, and, that's how, and that's how you know that he really means it. Yes. Uh, okay, let's uh, get out of our boosh for the week and then speed run a news segment. Uh, thankfully, kind of a slow news week, but we, <laughs> we, we're obligated by blood to do it. Yeah. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Uh, okay, well, I, I we, we should have queued up the other bumper to just play immediately, so that I, that way I didn't so have to segue it. into it, but let's roll that other one, because we have it now. It's the segment on the show everyone hates to do, and we're sorry, but we need to talk about Elon. Yeah, our buddy Elon, just like always, is uh, throwing a shit fit over something in his continued uh, agenda to tank X, formerly Twitter. Uh, this week... Uh, he has decided that, you know, maybe it's not his fault that all of his advertisers are leaving his platform, but he's found a pretty spicy scapegoat. Uh, Mike Rands, who, who's Elon uh, casting his 
baleful eye upon this week. Uh, so Elon has decided that the ADL, the Anti-Defamination League, which is a league that uh, fights a Holocaust denial. Defamation. Anti- defamation. I'm sorry, I can't speak. I'm, 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 I'm incoherent. But uh, they're basically a group that tries to prevent anti-Semitism from being widespread. And because Elon has let a ton of Nazis back onto his website, the ADL has been like, yo, Elon, not cool. This is not great. And so Elon has decided that the ADL is running off all of his sponsors and all of his advertisers. And it's their fault that, that X is floundering hopelessly right now. And so uh, he has stated, and uh, I take this with all, with a shaker of salt, that he is going to sue the ADL for like, you know, maybe like $22 billion or something like that, because that's about the amount of money they've cost him by removing advertisers from X, which is a great lawsuit. Because what I like to do when I'm running a giant business is to broadcast to the world, hello world. I run a business. My business is failing massively. I am losing money hand over fist. And you know who I'm going to sue over this? Jewish people. I'm going after the Jews because they are making me lose money for my failing company. So that this way, when you hear about X, not Twitter anymore, but X, you think to yourself, oh, right, that failing social media platform that Elon Musk is running into the ground. Because Elon is a genius when it comes to marketing and how to put information out there. for Nobody would ever say that because they would just be like, hey, this thing is happening on X. And somebody would be like, on what? I'd be like, (laughs) Twitter. I'd be like, oh, right. I stopped using it a while ago. That would be how the conversation would go. (laughs) Right, exactly. I stopped using it when that nut came on and then all the Nazis came back. Yes. I I like Elon Musk's creative way of getting out there and really telling people that he's already devalued his own company by half. Yes. Yes. Twenty-two is a pretty specific number. It seems like it's exactly half of forty-four. Right. You know. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, you know, not to put too far a point on it, but let's just say that they're responsible for half of <laughs> my company being worthless, or you know, devalued by half. However, you want to spin it, and it's their fault. The Jews. Right. Yeah. The anti-Semitic my rebuffs yeah. this argument, but I do have to croak it out. I think the Jews are bad with money. And everyone's just like, Elon, what? You insane monster. I really do have to say um, that, like, because, again, I monitor more like Nazi world. Um, They are thrilled with what the hell's going on. Like, they they, they like. Wait a minute. Is that our Haley quote for the week on our supercut? I engage yes, with Nazi world. I, I engage it? in Nazi social media. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I engage with Nazi world. Ding, 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 ding. ding. Yeah. <laughs> you super cut it. It goes in the, it goes in the eventual canceling. Haley Revel. <laughs> That's going to be our Christmas gift to the listeners. <laughs> Just as soon as we get an editor. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like neo-Nazis, Nazis, fascists, uh, people like Nick Fuentes, people like Andrew Torba, who runs Gab. Um, they see this as a win because they see it as like they don't care about the. This is not about the politics of ADL. Erase any idea of what you think politically of the ADL. This is literally just a stand-in for him, like quote unquote, naming the Jew. Um, they love that he's doing it on a public platform and kind of like mainstreaming anti-Semitism in. Um, yeah, he's pretty furious pretty... that there's no such thing as a way to sue a Jedi. Otherwise, he just would have been like, I, the, these stupid Jedi they ruined half of my revenue. 
Um, oh God, I hate yeah. it so much. Because I think a lot of it's like, like, like Andrew, there was a lot of, I even kind of made jokes about it. Like, oh, Andrew Torbo is going to be like so pissed that like Gab is kind of irrelevant now. But like he doesn't, he doesn't seem to care whatsoever that Gab has lost all the Nazis to uh, Twitter because like his goal is more mainstreaming Christian, white Christian fascism. Torba. I mean. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And keeping Gab afloat is kind of meaningless to him. He's just a crazy Nazi scumbag. Um, and you can quote me on that, Torbs. Fuck you, buddy. But, yeah, fuck you. Uh, yeah. See, I, I, I really, I never, I, I haven't been on Gab in a dog's age because. There's no need anymore. There's no right. need. I went on it recently and it's like, it's a snooze. It's snoozeville. It's snoozeville. It's occasionally, it's like a few, few like fucking nazis who are still think that elon is you know <laughs> not good enough he's still not good enough it's like the worst people <laughs> I, I, I love the idea that you're like a nazi would be like you know twitter the massive reach i get from my eight dollar check mark on twitter isn't worth it and truth social i don't trust trump because of jared kushner the only place my anti-semitism can go is gab it's safe like, there it's just like <laughs> oh my god God, you have to be such a niche lunatic to I also, still. I also love that Elon Musk isn't Nazi friendly enough, considering did he get his initial like is his daily wealth from like a South African like jade mine or whatever this is a very, mine? Very, yeah. very niche Nazi. That's still yeah. Ignoring, I, mean, I, feel, yeah. I feel like if you're, if you're going down the list in terms of like Nazi ideology, it doesn't take a very. <laughs> you don't read down that list very far before you get to like you know fucking apartheid south africa from the top, the top <laughs> oh yeah top pillar, and then you're reading down it and you're just like oh i don't have to get too far before oh there it is wow nice emerald mine there ding dong literally anyway. wendy rogers uh, sheriff mark lamb sheriff mark lamb's son the the fucker that we just talked about i this got no attention this didn't make a single fucking article which is wild to me his kid was teasing a, a shirt that was just a recreation of um a rhodesian army propaganda poster uh the be a man amongst men but just with sheriff lamb in the picture instead and it's like how did this not get attention um not enough people are in that rhodesia tip so it's i like, guess it's, it's just like okay it's like pretty explicit like white pride bullshit right here like i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't know a rhodesian propaganda poster if it was floating on the breeze i would be susceptible yeah, to politics in the media you should probably brush up on a few things <laughs> I don't cover <laughs> politics in the media. This is, I'm not scolding you. I'm not scolding you, L. I am scolding the the possible media person that is listening. You know, <laughs> I'm not yelling at you either. I didn't mean to, for that to come out, Yelly. I'm being yelled at and scolded. I'm so like, sorry. I I'm so I'm being yelled at and so scolded. I just want it to be clear that I am not talking. I'm not. I'm not scolding you, sir. I respect you and your mysteriousness. <laughs> I, well, I think the main reason why I didn't get any attention is because you had a guy who was running for president putting sonar ads in his fucking campaign videos. So when you have Mark Lamb's dying presidential campaign going for <laughs> niche niche bullshit involving Rhodesia, it's just like Senate Rhodesia versus presidency Nazis. So it's just like that's where the people go. Yeah, you just got Ron DeSantis, who's just literally. All of his, I mean, Amanda Moore has brought this up and a lot of other people are bringing this up is that if you are a Republican staffer under the age of 30 working in one of these shops, 
the odds of you being a Nazi is like 90%. Like all of these people, like, like, I don't think people understand how radical young Republicans are right now. Gen as Z just, Republicans are like esoteric Nazism is based. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, it's just, it's just like fucking holy shit. We are dealing with people that are just out of their fucking skulls at this point. Just, just absolute madness just totally gone and when donald trump dies or loses his political relevancy these people are going to be kind of without uh, they're not they're, they're not going to have a they're not going to have a candidate anymore they're not going to have anybody because no one it, there's no republican in mainstream politics that is acceptable in polite society that can mainstream their bullshit this way DeSantis crashed and burned uh, Vivek is not as a non-starter. There's just nobody. I mean, like you're basically the Republican Party is going to just break into like a million little fragments of hatred and anger and rich people who are just like all of you bigots and pro-life lunatics. Just shut the fuck up so I can get my tax cuts. Just we never cared about abortion or Nazis or any of it. I just wanted my money. God damn it. I mean, you're just going to have all of that happening because the party. The party is literally being held together by a 77-year-old man who is morbidly obese, nearly died of COVID, and doesn't exercise because he thinks it drains your body of its precious energy. I mean, it's just the long-term prognosis for the Republican Party is bleak. Hey, oh, I'm we sorry. Like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I was being quiet because I just noted, I just noted, you have to let Mike Rain spin down like a top sometimes. And I, was, then I figured he, you were crying. Yeah, I, I, I was also crying. <laughs> and that got me all bricked up. It, it's been a weird day. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so Elon wants to go after the Anti-Defamation League. Do we think he has a shot? Answer, no. I mean, I no. have to ask because kind of that's what the show is. But no, yeah. right? There's no way that this... First of all, he's never actually going to do this. And second of all, if he ever did, it would just be further evidence that he's intentionally trying to bleed all of his money in some Brewster's Millions some style scheme. Uh, as everyone has said, uh, the idea that Elon would ever do this is is absolute bullshit. Because if he went, Pro- prove after- to me that more Nazis are on X now than there were on Twitter. Okay, boom, easily done. Yeah. Uh, Your Honor, I would like to leave the courthouse, please. Right. I mean, like, basically, everyone's pointed out is that, like, if if Elon was like, "Hey, it's time for discovery. I want to see what the ADL was saying to all these companies," the ADL would be like, "Yeah, we told them that your platform was full of Nazis. Now we would like discovery on you and all the time and all the meetings you had with people where you were like, "Hey, Nazis, come back on my platform. It's totally cool now." And then Elon would be like, "I would like to drop this lawsuit immediately." <laughs> It's just, there's no way he would ever let that happen. Uh, he would he would more agree to fight Mark Zuckerberg a lot quicker than he would agree to Discovery versus the ADL. That is this is not even possible. It's just madness. Media companies should really stop paying for that gold check mark on Twitter to advertise, and also pay it. It's a thousand dollars a month at least. Um, I think that's a little ridiculous. That like. Um, you know, a lot of advertisers have left and like media companies have not started to distance themselves a bit from Twitter. I don't know. I, at least in the paying form, like, I think that's incredibly weird to a guy who is openly has disdain, uh, and is kind of leading a hate campaign against the Jews. And also 
media in general. Um, like he's, he's, uh, you know, banned journalists, um, and kind of like, like limits him. what he they lo- can say on the platform. Speech. No, that's wrong. He's a free speech. I'm sorry. He would never do that. <laughs> I just think it's a bit weird to keep paying. You can be on there. I don't give a shit if you're on there and do whatever you want. I'm not telling you what to do. It's just, I think it's weird that like actual media companies, like ones that claim to be progressive or, you know, just whatever, um, are still paying for like the gold check official business shit. I think that's really weird. Yeah, no I mean, offense. also, you know, I'm, I, I'll, I'll even be less diplomatic about it. You're certainly allowed to do whatever you want, but I'm also still allowed to judge you for it. So I am still judging anyone who's paying for X. That's insane. <laughs> you're an insane person for doing that. Find a different way to get you right out there. I mean, come on. Look at what you're supporting. Also, the ship is still sinking. Regardless of the money that you're putting into it, like, you're, 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 you're trying to bail it out with a bucket. Your bucket is real small. Uh, and it is the it's not gonna work. That that shit is gonna die. That that property is gonna be devalued to the point where he is forced to sell it to some other like Facebook is gonna buy it, and they're just gonna relaunch Twitter. That's exactly what's gonna happen. So <laughs> get ready for that to happen. Threads will die, and it will become Twitter, and then Twitter will be back, now owned by Mark Zuckerberg. And then yeah. he'll 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 laugh he'll laugh so hard because he's just like I didn't even have to knock his teeth out in the ring. I just yeah. killed him financially. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, speed, speed run. Zoom, zoom. Elon is a piece of shit. We all know that. Uh, let's move on to a uh, more positive dude. The Proud Boys. They fucked around, and now they're finding <laughs> out. Migraines. Let's talk about pride in prosecution. Yes. So Enrique Tario finally managed to do it. He finally got one of these January 6th judges to nail someone for more than 20 years for seditious conspiracy. And so uh, Enrique Tario got 22 years for uh, his involvement in the January 6th attack on the Capitol. The prosecution made this very clear to the judge that this was the scalp they wanted because uh, during their statements to the judge, they stated this man was the ringleader. This guy was the head of the operation. So please hit him with a longer sentence than anybody else. And the judge who had been putting everybody in jail for like about a decade or longer was like, fine, I will give him two decades and change. So Enrique Tario, uh, proud boy leader, is now uh, not going to see the light of day for over 20 years, which is great, you giant moron. Uh, Beyond him... We then had a fellow Proud Boy and and a former InfoWars, like, I don't know, you would call him correspondent, host, grifter, uh, Joe Biggs. Uh, Joe Biggs was involved in the attack on the Capitol and was also involved in the seditious conspiracy. And uh, he got himself 17 years in prison, which he is now calling into InfoWars to piss and moan about, which, uh, again... I don't know. Don't storm the Capitol. Don't be in a group chat with other Proud Boys talking about your plan to overthrow the government and to... Uh, How about, talk- like, don't pal around with or be a white nationalist? Yeah, what a what a great fucking idea that would be. Oh, my I God. I could just be like, what, what decision did I ever make to land me with this prison sentence? It's just like, dude, your whole life has been a series of fucking shitty decisions that led you to this. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And uh, so finally, there was a guy named Alex Shepard, who is a low-level, rank-and-file, shitty little QAnon grifter guy. And he 
posted he posted this incredible little uh tweet or x or whatever we call them now and he said i was just sentenced to one year and seven months incarceration for my role in the protests on january 6th the government claimed that i stopped the certification of the election and then my unapologetic claims of widespread voter fraud along with my continued observation of the federal agitators on one six meant that i had no remorse for entering the capitol building that day therefore i needed maximum deterrence in order to keep the community safe and prevent me from continuing down this path of crime no shit moron that is how this works when you are an unrepentant criminal you get the longer sentence when you are a repentant criminal you get the lesser sentence so this guy yeah, you just better hope whatever fucking metal that's waiting for you when you get out for doing that extra year or whatever you got for being a dickhead about it like is worth it <laughs> yeah you better you better hope that all those pats on the backs and free non-bud light beers are worth like you know giving up an extra like eight to twelve months of your life yeah, exactly. It's just like the idea that this guy basically stormed the Capitol, that after storming the Capitol, after being charged, after being told, buddy, you're being charged for storming the Capitol, for, uh, for interfering in the in the government activities, which I think is the standard. Uh, As your legal counsel, I would advise you to shut the fuck up. Right, exactly. <laughs> As your legal counsel, I suggest you shut the fuck up and maybe I can keep your sentence down to less than a year. And this guy's like, no, I'm just going to go on social media and talk about the Fed surrection. And then how about Trump won 2020 and that shit was rigged. It's all bullshit. And then when you go see you're the judge and the three guys in front of you all get six months and then you stand before the judge and he's like, no, you get a year and a half. Boom. See you, moron. And then you're like, but, but those guys, what? And you're like, yeah, they were all telling me how they reformed themselves, how they realized what they did was wrong on January 6th and decided that that was a bad thing that they had done. That's why they got less time. You absolutely are thrilled about what you did on January 6th. You thought it was a good thing. Therefore, you get punished more severely. That's how this works, moron. It's just, <laughs> I just love that. I just love this guy's pissing him on. Oh, I got a long sentence because I'm unrepentant. It's like, yeah. Welcome to how the fucking legal system works, you idiot. Wild stuff. But good to hear that the, the, the you know, sometimes the system works. And yeah. uh, these dickheads are getting punished for uh, flagrantly and apparently unrepentantly breaking the law. Yes. Good for them. Yes, uh, I hope they Beyond learn something. Years. In <laughs> yes, you in twenty years, Enrique, you <laughs> huge moron. <laughs> I hope he learns a lesson. Can't even join the Aryan uh, Brotherhood in jail, man. He's gonna be a real loner in there. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> All his other yeah. buddies are gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah. peace. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to our sweaty mailbag for the week. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. Sweaty bag full of mail. This is yeah. the song for the week. Yeah. So we have a sneak question from listener Molly, who uh, mess- messaged me on uh, Facebook and said, uh, what live action One Piece character do you want to make love to? Um, I don't watch this. I don't watch this. You haven't been swept up by One Piece fever? It's sweeping the nation, Haley. I don't watch that much. <laughs> Haley, the nation is being swept. Maybe you should take some time out of being a Nazi on TikTok or whatever. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I run conservative hype house. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is a thing. Like I, I've only seen the first three episodes only because I was watching them with pals. I will say that it is surprisingly good. Uh, I guess out of all of them so far, 
I don't know. None of the none of the gents in that show are really doing it for me. I have a I have a specific type, and the only woman on the show is Nami so far. I guess Alvita's in it for a second, so I guess Nami by default. Sorry, <laughs> but that's it. that's the answer you're getting. I know that name because I do. You know, I do know a little bit about One Piece, and I know that Nami is a character. So yeah, her defining characteristics physically are she's a redhead with big booba. That's I like that's that. her deal. I like that. <laughs> Uh, like this was who we would what what, what was the question which what which what do you want to bone down with there we go yeah that one to go rock with a redhead with big booba <laughs> that one <laughs> and i'm sure mike rance has an answer locked and loaded for this one oh i have no earthly idea i actually just uh did a search and i saw the redhead with big booba and i was like that that's the winner for me this is <laughs> There's really not not a lot of options on my menu here. So again, yeah. but also it's something that like, so I love that the live action show is getting a lot of people into One Piece, and I'm excited that more people are going to start reading and watching regular One Piece because of it. But those people are going to be in for a world of surprise <laughs> in a lot of ways because the anime One and the manga episodes. Are, well, I mean, everyone will tell them that it's a thousand episodes, and they'll be like, "Ah, that's fine. If it's good, I'll get into it." Everybody says it's great, so it should be fine. And I like that gumption. Uh, but the biggest thing is that, like, the, the art style is insane. And, like, your average One Piece character stands anywhere from, like, four to, like, 12 feet tall. And then there are characters that are both larger and smaller than that. And it's not, like, that big of a deal. Uh, but also, the creator of One Piece, he draws his women, like, one of two ways. One of them are big fat women who are essentially just a big circle, and the other are women who are like, imagine an hourglass that was so thin at the center you were unsure it was going to work. <laughs> yeah. So those are the two types of women in one piece. Enjoy that. You can tell what um, he thinks of women. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just, I mean, you get like, and everyone is like hyper exaggerated, et cetera. But I mean, like, again, like the men have a lot of varied body types so the women just sort of look one way. So it's like, okay, like, don't get me wrong. He's one of the greatest creative minds of like our generation in terms of creative output and pop culture footprint. But he's not like a saint and he's certainly not perfect or without flaws. <laughs> I do love Otisan, but you know, he's, he, he's, deficient in that one way is female representation leaves a lot to be desired like desired like physically sometimes they're pretty well written but you know that's neither here nor there anyway <laughs> nami by default for everyone wait <laughs> wait to, to not have a lot of options for us one piece live action <laughs> you have failed us failed the Bechdel uh, test yeah um <laughs> So, uh, Peach Tree Dish asks, "Where is Sarge? Uh, Sarge is back on his home planet now. He's dead. Yeah, Sarge. Sarge died, and then his corpse was brought back to the planet he originated from. I get it. You don't like me. It's fine. <laughs> Look what you did, Peach Tree Dish. Why did you make Haley I'm cry? Just I'm just it's okay. Kidding. She deserves it. She yelled at and scolded me earlier. I did. I did get a little raised. I didn't mean to. I just get a little excited sometimes." <laughs> Uh, no, it was just a, a scheduling conflict. Sarge had an employment change and could no longer free up this slot for recording. Yeah. And, uh, our schedules otherwise are pretty all over the place. So, yeah. uh, you know, we just had to make a call as to whether or not we could make it work. And it turns out we couldn't. So, yeah. uh, Sarge had to see to his paper stacks, which we all totally get. 
yeah, it, it, it is it is very bizarre that me and L managed to have two schedules where midday Wednesday is our free time to do some wacky stuff. So I mean, it's just yeah. Like, previously, it also just happened to work out that Sarge was in the same boat, but he got a better employment opportunity where that was no longer the case because that's yes. pretty fucking weird. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're already uh, we're already uh, auditioning for when Haley actually gets called to capitalism and gets a regular nine to five job as well, and then no, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Baker's hours perish the thought. Yeah, Dolly Parton over here. Yeah, my hours are from um, uh, you know like midnight to four a.m. and then you wake up for a little bit and then you know, <laughs> do a little bit more work in the middle of the day and then you go to sleep randomly and then you go to the bar for a bit and then you pass out. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll have to have a talk off mic about what that means, because I, I don't, based on that, I don't know what you do for a living, and the only guess I could make might be rude. So yeah. we're gonna, so, <laughs> then, but I don't want to dox you, so we'll talk, I'll take my questions off air. And uh, finally, uh, Cleodora Silvestri, the Hellworld Grand Inquisitor, asks, if you had to place a bet on which Trump co-defendant flips on him first for a plea deal, who do you place your money on? Well, uh, right now, it feels like some of the Georgia fake electors are already kind of saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. When I got real legal counsel, they offered me all kinds of magical things that I wasn't previously aware of. So uh, my answer is mostly anyone in the, involved in the Georgia RICO case that isn't uh, – uh, God, Sydney Powell. I could not remember her first name. I was just like, Powell, 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 and finally Sydney jumped in there because Sydney's a true believer. She's absolutely insane and she would never flip. She's going to go to jail for forever. So that's, she's that's a great. true soul. She's got one of those parasites in her brain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, I believe um, Eastman just had his effort to uh, not uh, have his uh, case with, uh, he wanted to separate his case from Powell because she's nuts. And I believe the judge just said, no, you don't get to separate. So uh, go to hell. Yes. Oh, God. So I think all of Your Honor, I would like to separate my trial because my co-conspirator will make me look incredibly guilty. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's unhinged that way, you know. She's, in fact, it's kind of a, it's, it was kind of egg on our face for inviting her into the criminal conspiracy to begin with. Uh, oh, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was cheese, Cheeseboro and is trying to separate from Powell. I, they're all trying to separate her from because they know she's nuts since they know she's going to she's going to go to jail for forever. So all the slightly smarter criminals are just like, "Yo, Sydney, uh, you can go do your own trial. It's going to go great, girl. You got this." So yeah. <laughs> so oh man, but um, I just I, and also um. Recently, Trump has said some stuff about the guy, uh, the guy that was moving the boxes for him at Mar-a-Lago. And he's like, oh, yeah, that guy was moving those boxes on his own volition. I don't know. I don't know what, what that crazy box moving guy was doing. So whatever, whatever Walt, the box mover was doing, I had nothing to do with it. I don't know what you're talking about. So, uh, Walt, uh, get a new lawyer. Maybe you're probably in some trouble here. And uh, right before we went on air, I saw some clip. I, I saw some uh, transcripts. I didn't actually see the clips, but there was an interview with uh, uh, Hugh Hewitt, uh, right wing grifter. Apparently, he interviewed Trump, and 
they asked him about the boxes and Trump was like, no, I didn't talk to anyone about the boxes. When you're the president, you can just move boxes. It's totally okay. It's legal to do that. The president has authority to do whatever he wants. And then they asked him some further questions. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take the stand and explain that to everybody. And Hewitt was like, you're going to testify? And Trump was like, yeah, I'm going to testify. It's going to be great. And it's like, I cannot, I cannot imagine Trump's lawyers not shitting themselves at the idea of Trump being like, yeah, let me understand. I'm going to tell it like it is. No, no way. No way he purchases himself. No, no way. No way on earth Trump doesn't get destroyed on cross-examination and commit 100 counts of perjury. Zero. No chance. Oh, my God. There, there could not be a worse disaster imaginable than letting that man testify under oath. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> like, if you're Trump's lawyer, what do you do after you finish your direct examination? Like, pull a fire alarm? You're just like, uh, thank you, Mr. Trump. No more questions. And then, like, you, like, touch your nose or whatever. And you have your assistant, like, run out into the hall and pull a fire alarm before the prosecutor can start cross-examining him. Because, oh, my God, the moment Trump starts getting questioned, it's going to just go to shit immediately. I can't wait for that time to be the present. Oh, God. I, if... <laughs> The best part about the best part about the Georgia trials is that they're going to be televised and Fox News won't be able to just like because I've had people tell me they're like, you know, these trials are going to be bad for Trump, but like Fox News is going to spin everything they can and it's not going to be on TV. So people aren't going to be able to see it. And I said, that's going to be true for like a lot of the federal shit. But the Georgia stuff like Fox News isn't going to be able to gatekeep that shit. People are going to want to watch it. So if Fox doesn't air that stuff live, then the Fox viewers are going to go to the networks to watch it live because they're going to want to see it. And that's going to be when the rubber really meets the road on these crimes because people are just going to see all of these uh, shitbags either getting cross-examined and destroyed or they're just going to see the prosecution being like, Here's the massive evidence of these people trying to overturn the election in Georgia. Here are their crimes. Here is the evidence for those crimes. So, I mean, it's just going to be, it's going to be so, so shitty across the board. I'm so happy that the Georgia uh, courtroom proceedings are going to be televised. It's going to be great. And also, they would be leaving just mad ratings on the table, right? Don't they have shareholders oh. or whatever they're beholden to who would be like, oh. hey, why the, why the fuck are we letting real news outlets just eat our lunch during these proceedings right exactly exactly yeah uh yeah so and that brings us to our question at the end and the mailbag as always is what are you guys looking forward to uh it's starfield lunch week y'all which is uh, a little a little harder for me to get excited about because of the cromulent time i've been playing putting into Baldur's gate 3 with my pals but uh, it's time to be isolated in space by myself for a while, I guess, and shooting pirates with space guns the way that exploration in space is meant to be. Yeah. In the tutorial, they're just like, here, do a thing. And then suddenly it's just like, okay, and for your next step of the tutorial, it's kill these 10 guys. And it's just like, what? I'm just supposed, like, so far I've just been like a dude, I'm like a dude with a regular job. And then it's just like, okay, now learn how to fly the spaceship. And it's just like, oops, some guys did. Now you get to kill them in space. Kill these guys. And you're just like, wow. I went from regular dude to fucking mass murderer very quickly. There was just like, <laughs> no. In Skyrim, you're like running around, like escaping a burning, like, you know, like village or whatever, not fighting anything. You're just escaping a dragon attack and then creeping around in some caves for a while. And then eventually you shoot a bear. 
or, or something, you know? But in this one, it's just like, nope, you just help us murder these people with a mining laser. You're like, okay, cool. <laughs> you got it, boss. <laughs> Can do. <laughs> but yeah, so that'll be, that'll be a fun time. I do tend to like those Bethesda games, but it's been a while since I really sunk my teeth into one. Yeah. But you know, uh, obviously Skyrim is an all-timer, and I would personally consider Fallout 3 an all-timer as well. So I am excited to see what Bethesda has to offer with their first new IP in 20 years. <laughs> Wait if I could probably do something new, Bethesda. What are you looking forward to, Haley? Um, not much. I, I, it's a big, it's a big, not much as usual for me. Um, I'm going to go try a new bar. Is that anything? Hey, that's something. That's a thing. I mean, hey, as, as long as, as long as you're happy with it and it's something that you were looking forward to, then yes, it counts. Although I will say that for the casual listener, it may sound kind of grim. You're just like, I'm not interested in much except, oh, I'm going to a new place where I can get drunk. Is that uh, a thing? I'm going to go grab a drink uh with someone and it's gonna be fun no there we it's go not, so you're not uh, going yeah. alone no i mean if it's like hey i'm just saying it could be red as and it's a tr- it's a new bar and i'm 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 excited to try it i don't know it's a new bar how do you feel about <laughs> it's not a new bar it's just a new bar i'm going what are you talking about, my friends about this recently yeah how do you feel about them my friends and i have come to the conclusion that we like the idea of them more than the practice of them that's my opinion also they're too crowded and the food usually sucks and the games are usually broken uh i like just regular arcades honestly um there's like a really cheap one uh, in town that's like you it's it's only open really weird hours it's open from like 8 p.m to midnight on fridays and saturdays and you pay twelve dollars and you can be just in there the whole free play yeah and all the games you just you'd play them um even if you want to soak me for quarters just give me a well-maintained well like you know like manicured in terms of like its selection there's uh, so many in there it's like how did they fit all these And dude let me decide if i'm drunk in the arcade you know let me choose that adventure for myself i'll take you I'll take you to this. It's a good place, I think. But the and problem my... is that it's in Arizona, isn't it? <sighs> yeah, but don't you want to <laughs> see the? Don't you want to have some fun in Arizona? <laughs> I mean, hey, I do love, I, I, I do love an arcade. Don't do not get me wrong. Uh, and, I mean, we'll uh, do more a... than go to the arcade. You know, we'll do a lot of fun stuff. Okay. There's a JFK bar that I want to take Mike to. It's in like an old Fallout shelter. Is it like reverent or is it irreverent? <laughs> um, it's dope. Do they have like a drink called the Oh My God They Shot? They do have like I think themed <laughs> drinks. I haven't been there. It's like it's kind of like you know it's got old JFK memorabilia. It's like Fallouty kind of themed. It's like vintage. It's like a vintage old weird bar because uh, we have like a in Tucson like a missile, you know, like a, a like an old like. A uh, missile that was Silo? decommissioned. Oh, like um, the actual missile that was decommissioned um, from the Civil War era, and you can like go tour it. Um, a Civil War era missile? What is that? Uh, not a missile. What do you call it? Like a like a like a like a bomb? A bomb? You know, like a Hiroshima bomb type of thing. That's uh, World War yeah, I think they're just called bombs. <laughs> I'm very um, confused. This is not historically accurate. It's just there's like a like a lot a lot of bomb culture in uh, Tucson because there was like old 
uh like launch sites down there i mean there still is like a lot of like drone kind of shit going on that down there but anyway so like yeah there's this like cold war era uh i didn't mean civil war i meant cold war uh cold war era um (laughs) like aesthetic down there and um (laughs) i didn't expect to talk about this but yeah so there's like this like cold war era aesthetic at this like it's like a bomb shelter bar there's jfk shit everywhere i don't think there's any references to the head blowing off but i've never been there i don't really know tucson that well guess i'm giggling over just see it like I didn't, I didn't mean civil war yeah, <laughs> i didn't even realize i said that <laughs> the story was great and like it was just great because it kept evolving in my head like you said you were saying that there was a missile so i pictured it in a silo i'm but sorry i remember you were talking about a bomb shelter none of like, that oh, was historically accurate missile. and then you said it was civil war missile me and my grids were just like civil war missile what the fuck like, what? scratch everything i just said and just know that there's a bar <laughs> No, I get it. By the end of the by the end, no I historical accuracy whatsoever in any of that. And it does sound rad. I do like the idea of like getting drinks in like a bomb shelter with like a Cold War decor. That does sound pretty sweet. Yes, not Civil War. I, 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 I picture, I that would be like, awful. <laughs> I, I picture like like fucking like like dry ice, like smoking. Like I think there is. I think that's like kind of a yeah. Thing. That's part of the vibe. I, I, I've been to, I've been to one of those like space themed like theme restaurants in the uh, uh, fucking. New York City one time when I was a child. I know what I'm going into. I like kitschy shit like that. Down. Let's yeah, do I like kitsch. I'm trying sweet. to go to a rim fair here in a couple of weeks, I oh think. Or maybe six weeks. I don't know. But at some point, there's a, there's a rim fair I want to go to. Child free adult rim fair trip. It's going to be great. Beautiful. Anyway, my grades, what are you looking forward to? Uh, football, it's back. The sport of things that I enjoy. Hand uh, egg. And the greatest hand egg ever. They are going to run the hand egg. They're going to toss the hand egg. It's going to be so great. Oh, all the egging and handing. The turn-based sport of kings. Yes. And uh, so the hand egg has returned. Um, Tomorrow night is the first game of the season. It is delightful because I, a genius, decided to avoid uh, drafting the oft-injured Christian McCaffrey for my fantasy league. And I was like, you know who I'm going to take? The indestructible Travis Kelsey. The man's never missed a game due to injury in his life. And then yesterday afternoon while I was working, everyone was like, did you hear Travis Kelsey injured his knee? And I was like, yeah, oh, great. And after the fifth person told me that, I just started punching people in the head aggressively. And I was like, wonderful. My- the one and only time I played fantasy football, it was the same thing, only it was this season where the indestructible Marshawn Lynch got that abdominal injury that exploded his organs forever and that was it. That was the end of him. I was just like, oh sweet, first pick of the league, I'll take the, the surefire slam dunk Marshawn Lynch, thank you very much. It was just like doesn't miss games, incredible performer huge points and then there was just like, eh, Marshawn Lynch suffers an injury to his guts. Oh, his guts are all exploded. He'll never play football again. Just like, oh, sweet. Thank God. Thank you, concise play call guy. <laughs> L, the kiss of death. Yes. God. Yeah. So I'm just looking forward to all that. And also uh, in our group chat, someone mentioned that there's a new season of Taskmaster coming out this month. So yes, Taskmaster, the greatest television show what ever. Is that? Are you even caught up on Taskmaster New Zealand and Haley? Uh, I don't know I what like the you, fuck so that I'm, is. I'm going, I'm going to pretend like you didn't ask me that. No, no. I don't even know what, what that what word is. What is. What is this word I'm hearing? Repeat. It's it's a great show, Taskmaster. Taskmaster? 
Yes. yes, it's a great show that we will explain the premise of off air because okay. we'll, if we start talking it's about it on the show, we'll be here for ninety more minutes, a hundred oh, yeah. more minutes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. we would, we would, if we were doing it. it we we will at one point when QAnon and the right of America loses their steam, this will this will convert into a full Taskmaster pod, and we will be the right. happiest the pigs and shit. So yes. Okay, well, uh, everybody got at least one in. Me and Mike stole a couple of sneaky extra ones in there. So on that note, it's time for me to hit the eject button. And uh, fire us all on a Civil War rocket to the moon and out of Hell World for the week. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening and supporting <laughs> this show. How loud I just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everybody, for supporting the show. If you'd like to continue to support the show even harder, but still for free, you can do so by giving us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast from. If you have money and you'd like to give it to the show, we will take it. Consumerism, ahoy! You can visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics, where anybody who donates $5 or more per month gets access to our full slate of bonus content, past, previous, and future. So if you would like a bunch of extra uh, us horsing around, you can find it there uh, for $5 or more a month. Thank you to all of our beautiful babies hanging out in the cribs, especially if you're one of our hate listeners. We love you the most, hate listeners. If you have money and you don't want to give it to us because you think that we're a couple of stupid dickheads, plus Haley on a podcast, uh, we totally get that. Uh, you can do some good with it by donating at the love146.org. They're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. Thanks as always to DJ Minimal Effort for use of our intro song. No social media for them still and probably forever. Good work, DJ Minimal Effort, for being better than the rest of us. You can find our buddy Frosty, who does all of our voiceover stuff and all of our bumps. Uh, then the voice of Q when we need it, although not so much anymore. Find them on Twitter at FrostyVO. Did I say Twitter? Or Twitter. I meant X, but not really. It's still Twitter to me. Uh, speaking of me, you can find me, the Mysterious L, now on Blue Sky. So if you're one of the 300 people who use Blue Sky, find me on it as well, at Mysterious L. I'm also on Blue Sky. I like Blue Haley Sky. is also on Blue Sky. What, what, what's your what's your tag there, Haley? You jumped in. Let her know. Arizona Right Watch. Yeah, but no no more wing. It's important to note. You know? Yeah, no don't more wing. Just, just AZ Right Watch, you know? No wings involved, unless they're the Buffalo style. And of course, you can find Mike Rains on Twitter slash X at Poker Politics and the show, this very show that you are listening to at Hell World with a Q instead of an O because we're clever that way. Get it? Uh, all right. So thank you, everybody. That's going to do it for us. Another successful episode of the Adventures at Hell World podcast. I've been one of your hosts, the Mysterious L, joined as always by Haley, a.k.a. Arizona Right Watch, and our expert in all things QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, patriots.